0: Everyone. Welcome to the Creative Studio Insider podcast. Uh, my name is Lawrence. I'm a creative recruiter. And this episode, we have Mills Archie joining us, who is a creative studio manager from Mabel. Um, Mills, thanks so much for your time today. Hey, Lawrence. Nice to be here. So excited to talk to you today about everything creative and my <laughs> illustrious career. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to be able to chat with you as well. I know many people might be tuning into this podcast and saying, Vicky Ann looks really different at the moment. Uh, <laughs> you, sure At some point, I'm just stepping in to help out because we had a great opportunity to chat with you and uh, we wanted to make sure we chatted with you as soon as possible. Um, I guess as a starting point, just to explore a little bit of your background, can you perhaps share with myself and, and the, the viewers here, what your background is and how you came to be a creative service manager? Well, the funny thing is, actually, like, next year, I would have been
1: doing this for 20 years, which is really, like, a huge sort of concept to have been a creative two decades across so many years. But I suppose, like, for me, creativity has always been part of who I was, you know, growing up. So, we, like, my family and I immigrated to Australia in the mid-80s from Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... I suppose it was a bit of a culture change. I don't remember very much of my childhood back home, but like when I came here, it was like we didn't know how to speak English and all of those sorts of things. So, you know, just, I guess, assimilating into society and learning the, the general cues of how to live here as well. And I think, you know, my parents were both school teachers mm-hmm. um, and they had sort of changed careers, etc. Um, But like, yeah, throughout my high school ed- in education in general, I was like very just creatively inclined. And I don't honestly can't tell you where that actually came from. Mm-hmm. My mum's very creative. Um, she's a tailor now, so she's a seamstress, and she works with clothing and fashion and stuff like that. So I get a little bit of, a little bit of that from her. But I guess, and also, you know, when you look back at your, your school years, I mean, I was also always known as the creative one in any group or class. And I some, somehow used to get teased a little bit too. Like when I went to do a school project, And I'd go to that little bit of extra effort to make it look nice. And then it's like, you know, there's Mills again with his glitter and all (laughs) that glitter on everything. Um, And then, you know, finishing high school, I wanted to pursue a creative career. But I guess coming from my background and my family, like they're always so risk-averse to sort of things like that. And they always just say, you know, creativity is something that's just a hobby. You just do that on the side. Mm. You can never really, you know make anything of it financially and i guess i kind of got pushed down a different path and i actually studied media and i I think my intention was to become a journalist perhaps and i did that for a year um and then secretly behind my mom's back i went and applied for design school at the college of fine arts and i got accepted and i just i just i put my foot down it's like mom this is what I'm doing. This is my calling. This is my life. I, I have to be creative. And like I said, you know, 20 years later, I've found a way to turn my creativity into something commercial and something that I can earn a living off um, that isn't just a hobby. You know, it is it is who I am and it's it's what I do. So,
0: yeah, for a living. I, I often say to people that, you know, working in the creative industry is not a job, it's a calling. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's so much more than just how you earn your money. It's part of your identity as part of who you are. Um, I can see looking over your career that, you know, you were a creative director an art director. You've worn lots of different titles over time before coming to be a creative service manager. Um, how have those previous roles influenced what you do now? And how do you define what you do now as being separate or different from those? I, I suppose, the thing, like for me as a creative, I've always been really curious and I've also just
1: allowed my career, it's taken all these different turns and I've kind of just gone with it. And it's not the fact that i um got a short attention span or things like that. I've always just been curious to learn and grow. And so whenever opportunities came, I, I embraced them. So, you know, you start out like... I, I hate to say I was just a graphic designer because I'm, you're always more than that as a creative really yeah. to the table. So I did start out as a graphic designer and my, my career could have taken two avenues. I could have gone into the whole fashion sort of space. But then, you know, when I did my internship at university, I, I went down graphic design. I got a placement at the studio. And from there, you know, For me, the evolution also is uh, from a various industry point of view. So I've I've worked across different types of industries. So first I started out in entertainment, advertising, and then I moved into publishing, and then I moved into events, and I did some e-commerce, and now I'm working at a tech company. And so I've allowed my career to sort of have that depth of trying different things. And then as i change changed different industries, i change changed roles, like, wearing different hats, like you said. You know, I I have been a creative director um, and I've been, you know, very involved in just the conceptual side of things and I have managed teams as well, so um, managing other creatives to deliver. Um, I would say that I suppose I like the variety and wearing the different hats and trying different things. I've also had to sort of... um, pivot a lot and so as you grow and you learn you pick up all these additional skills like and you, you kind of follow the industry as where it's taking you like you know you go from like back in that that time is all very print based and like you know what 20 years later it's all very digital yeah it's no longer just digital advertising it's like video production and content creation and social media and you know, now like podcasts and AI and all of that, you've just got to evolve with it and you've got to keep adding to your skill set and just being hungry and curious to keep trying different things. So I think for me, on one hand, it's both a blessing and a curse to an extent. Yeah. Because I've found that sometimes I've become, well I've made myself somewhat unhireable When you have all these skills, um, it, it, it makes it very difficult to pigeonhole. So when I when I do interview for roles and they, you go in as like, I'm going in to interview as a creative director, but then you've got all these other skills or you're going in, I'm a creative studio manager, but I've got all these other skills. It takes a certain type of business to sort of look at you and go, you're an asset, you do all this stuff. Other businesses prefer you just to sort of Stick to your lane, stick to what you do, and that's all you can ever be to them. And I I don't think I've ever really landed anywhere like that. I think I've always been really embraced for what I bring to the table. Mm
0: -hmm. So that's
1: beneficial for me.
0: I was going to ask you, and something you said there kind of triggered this question, and really I was going to ask you about how you keep up with trends. But you were talking there about how nowadays being a creative is so much more than what it used to be. Even 10 years ago with print, there's so many more different avenues there. Um, how do you keep up to date with that? Because I know that speaking to a lot of creatives out there, they really struggle with that aspect of it. I, I think there's a... I, I don't think people really
1: appreciate the pressure that we're under as creatives to deliver. And you're you're not only, like, having to learn all the new software. Like, I started out in the days of Quark Express and, and hard drives, you know, and, you know, you'd have all your stuff on this thing and you'd plug it in and, and the old software... And now we're using, you know, Photoshop, and now even like they've got Photoshop Beta right? you know, with all this AI programming and prompts and stuff. And so the software evolves, and so you're constantly having to learn how to work it. Like, you have to know all the I, I was working with um, my colleague yesterday, and she was showing me all the, the new little tricks on Illustrator. And how I was like, wow, I, I feel like we have to do a course now just to learn how they've upgraded it and all the new little things you can do. So yeah, as a creative, you have to learn the software. You have to keep abreast of the, the trends in the market of the industry and knowing what's going on, like what's cool, what's the vibe, what's the look, but then not just mimicking it, but how do you take it further? Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got to stay connected to the industry itself and see how it's evolving and learning and you know, then impart that knowledge onto others. And you can't, you can't teach someone to be a creative. You, you have to sort of have an element of that in you. Um, but yeah, I just think that there is, you can learn certain things. One of the things I've, I've seen over the years in terms of the, the people that I've mentored, they may be really amazing at the craft the side of what they do, um, delivering really good work, but they're not very good at communicating that mm-hmm. work, selling the idea. And, a skill that I've learned over the years is been I've been thrust into the spotlight to have to present my ideas to my team's ideas to internal stakeholders, to external clients, and just being able to become a storyteller, to take people on a journey of how the idea was conceptualized, how you work through it. That's actually a skill unto itself that you have to sort of learn as you go. Um, And I think that's that's one of the things I actually quite enjoy as well. It's the adrenaline of, you know, having to think on your feet. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, like creatives are problem solvers. So you're you're not just there to make something look pretty or beautiful. I mean, that's one aspect of it. But it's also got to solve a problem, you know, spatially on the page, what it looks like, the messaging hierarchy of information that, composition, the colours, um, and, you know, ensuring it meets brand guidelines or, you know, works commercially and delivers on, on what needs to. And that's a lot of pressure for one person to have to, to carry. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's, I think that's my um, take on it.
0: You mentioned there, you know, some of the traits like storytelling and, and communication and those skills that I think take um, time and experience and a bit of nows to be able to master. What are the traits that you think make a really successful creative services manager or creative studio manager, I should say, sorry?
1: Um, I think for me personally, I really feel like because I've been in the trenches, like I understand what it's like to do the, the actual discipline side of things. And so I always apply a lot of empathy to how I manage my team and I know what they need, I suppose, as, as best as I can, you know, you can't you know, predict different people, different personality types, require different things. And so I feel like I've been through this. I understand what it's like to deal with challenging stakeholders. I understand when they're like, you know, making, changing your work and doing all these things that you've got to rationalize with them and to say, you know, to help them understand like perhaps the bigger picture of what's going on, keeping them encouraged and motivated. And I think just yeah like it's that empathy of having gone through the process yourself and then being able to impart what you've learned to someone who's you know starting out on that journey hasn't really experienced it you do need to like have a thick skin to have kind of continued like like i said i've been doing this for 20 years and in the early days of my career i was very sensitive like you used to take it very personally um when someone would give negative feedback or they, you know, your work wasn't what it started out being. And you kind of got to let go of all of that and sort of build a portfolio of stuff that you could be proud of, but also it's got to be somewhat commercially viable Hmm. as well.
0: Um, What about in terms of, you know, the last few years, we've obviously seen a very different period in human history, uh, particularly with the pandemic and, and how that's really shifted the way we work. What's your experience being there, particularly in terms of, of remote and hybrid and, and offsite working? Has that really changed how you do your job much? Look, to be honest with you, I'm, I personally am not a fan. Like I truly feel like
1: i like to work in a collaborative, really vibrant, energetic environment. Like my environment is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and this remote working thing, when it was the long-term, like it went on for a few years, I, I personally struggled with being alone I live alone, so that was really hard for me. And so when we kind of came back to the office, I just love the vibe of like, being around other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that social aspect as well, which is really great. Um, and in terms of collaboration in the creative sort of space, my belief is you, you can do it better, more effectively when you're in the room and you've got the energy together, working together. Um, I'm all for the hybrid situation. So there are days for me where, you know, my team... They, they don't particularly like coming to the office. And that's the, that's been, they've been very, you know, vocal about that. And I, I try to understand what the, the psychology of that, that is. But for me, I, I'm very keen to have at least a few days together where we're collaborating. The other days I, I keep aside. So when I'm scheduling different projects or types of work, I make sure that the the sort of focus time projects are done on those working from home days. For me, I do struggle with when we're at home and I'm being bombarded constantly all day. I get real anxiety with being like, because you're the center of everything. You're the one that's keeping the the ship afloat and everything moving. You're keeping the stakeholders happy. You're keeping the jobs on track. Um, I just get bombarded constantly with questions. It's like in person, you can solve problems so much quicker. So this is why I kind of I pivoted to sort of making those work from home days more focused days for everyone, so they can get their work done, and there's not as many questions or you know feedback required. Um, it does feel a little siloed, but at the end of the that, day, that's my way of coping, I suppose, with that situation.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, we may have touched on some of this before, particularly in terms of you know, the pandemic, and and we we touched on AI before. But what do you see as being some of the biggest challenges for? Creative studio managers in
1: 2023. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think AI is still fairly new. Yeah. Um, it's to me personally, it's kind of a little scary. Um, yeah. I went to a workshop the other day with um, Adobe, where they were showcasing their new. I fly, I fly. I think that's what it's called. Um, and I was like, oh. At first, you're like, oh wow, that's incredible, that's amazing. But then, at the same time, you're like, oh, is this going to make me redundant one day? Like, so you sort of just, like, it's that straddling that fine line of being excited and using it to help you, you know, improve your work or the way you work. But then you're sort of like, oh, am I going to be still, you know, a graphic designer, a creative person? twenty more years from now before I retire, like is that how long can you keep your, your career going? So on that's one hand, but if you don't adopt it, you don't start working with it, you're going to be left behind. So yeah. you're like stuck in this really difficult situation. It's so feasible. yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a catch twenty two. So it's like, you know, I, I do still strongly believe that creative thinking and the human aspect is always going to be really important. Mm-hmm. Sure, we can use AI to make sort of processes and things a little bit quicker and easier like especially when it comes to retouching you know you can highlight an area now and fill in the photo missing bits of the photo i think that's a really great sort of asset um but i still do feel like you know you've got to have that human aspect to everything we do yeah
0: where do you see the role then of creative studio manager going over the next few years do you see it being dare I say, um, you know, business as usual for want of a better phrase, or do you see it evolving because of the the different kind of new introductions of technology that are coming through now? Well, I, I feel like at the end of the day, there's a lot of people in our industry, like when you work in a, in a cross-functional
1: department or in the marketing team, a, there's a lot of people who just focus on that side. And so they're reliant on you to implement the stuff. So you're always still very important. Like, you will still need a studio manager to traffic the work, keep everything on schedule and, you know, delivered to an exceptional quality. So I do feel like there's still a role for, for us um, in that sense. But at the other side of it, I also feel like, um, you know, it depends on what the business kind of wants and needs. I don't know. Like I think some businesses are sort of outsourcing and streamlining and cutting back. And, I mean, yeah, I just... I I can't really say what's going to happen. All I know is, like, I I feel like I've landed in a really good place. I mean, I I came to Mabel, and we can touch a little bit about what Mabel does, but, like, I came here where they didn't really have a creative studio function. Mm -hmm. They had, you know, a creative team previously, um, but they'd never really set anything up. So, for me, this business clearly thought there was a need for that. Um, And, you know, the last year i've been here has been like a huge shift in the way creative is seen by the business so yeah it's been it's been good
0: that's must be an incredibly rewarding role to be able to go into and to be able to to make your mark in that regards when you did come in and and walking into a role that's so brand new and, and setting up so many things what was your immediate focus in terms of what you needed to set up what was the priority there
1: well the first thing was there was like no real there was a briefing system but it wasn't very good Mm -hmm. and i suppose you know the jobs weren't being tracked they weren't being numbered there was no like scheduling um we had a lot of you know stakeholders who were like waiting for a long time to get stuff back so i think it's With me, I've always been like super creative, but I've also been very um, functional and practical in the way I I do things. So I understand what a creative needs, how much time they need to do a project, but I also know know how to manage stakeholders and create systems and processes to to make that very easy. Um, So one of the first things I had to do was create a briefing portal, create a filing system, and then take that across the business and, like, communicate that to everyone and say, this is how we're doing things now. And um, I only found out recently that everyone really loved it. No one really told me. No one came back to me in action specifically said, oh, well done. When they were asked, you know, from a business point of view, like, what is one of the, the best systems and processes and practices? Oh, they were like, Mills creative services, you know studio process i'm like oh thanks guys so i didn't really know it had worked but like i mean you can see the proof is in the pudding when things become more efficient and we're working so we recently launched a brand campaign and had those systems not been in place it would have Mm -hmm. not run as like smoothly or efficiently as it did so i I take that I'm really proud of having done that, and you need you need your team as well to support it. You need your team to sort of go, yeah, we understand why you're doing this. This is going to help us too, so let's get on board. Even some of my team still don't file things correctly, but you know that's still a work in progress. Yeah.
0: How do you continue to to manage and mentor and inspire and, and um, you know, share the vision, creativity with your team? Is there any particular Um, tips and and tricks that you can offer us around that?
1: Um, I think, well, just before that point, I suppose, when I did come here, I had to sort of build the team as well. So I had to hire some people and... I think for me, it's really important to have a team around you that sort of shares your vision at, at first and foremost. Mm-hmm. And so, when I am recruiting, one of the things I really look for—I mean, you can learn skills. You can, like I said, you can't learn how to be creative, but you can learn how to use the software. That's one thing. Well, one thing that I hire on is, I guess, I think it's probably a little controversial. I hire based on personality and the. Mm-hmm. Um, the enthusiasm to want to learn i think that's one of the the criterias you know that i hire on so if you've got if you're someone i want to work with if you've got a like, great energy a great five positive outlook then i can teach you the rest like i can show how to conceptualize i can show you how to put your concept together or your story together to to, to then you know pass that back um so that was one of the first things i did was you know recruiting a team that shared my vision. And in terms of keeping that team motivated and inspired, I really like, I think I'm really affected by my environment. So for me, I create an environment that is collaborative and, you know, open, open to discussion, debate, you know, challenging ideas. And the thing is with my team, we're multidisciplined as well. So we've got a videographer, we've got a writers, we've got a graphic designer. So you're all working cross-functionally. So, you know, it's passing the job around to different people to, for each of them to add their own element to it. That's that's really. It's not just like we're not all just doing graphic design and that's that. So you have to work together and you all have to bring your special magic to to each project. And for me, I like to create a really fun, positive, lighthearted environment. We we socialize. We you know work really well as a team because we actually get along really well. I think that's really important.
0: Um, What about uh, people out there who have ambitions to become a a creative studio manager themselves? You know, what advice would you offer them? Or or even if you can go back to the very start of your career, what advice would you offer yourself back then at the start?
1: I think you're going to want to be able to understand people. I think it's really challenging. Like, people are non stagnant in in their emotions and their feelings and their needs like they're always changing so you're gonna have, <clears throat> you're gonna have to actually be able to sort of adjust yourself to you do have to kind of give of yourself on a daily basis sometimes you're not in the mood like to deal with certain things and so you have to sort of put the team and their needs ahead of your own sometimes as well and you've got to kind of have this uh i have this very kind of protective Aspect so when when I'm running a creative studio, you do you have to have a little bit of front in you to sort of push back on certain things. You are you are the the the, the face between your team and the other you know members of the, the business as well. So you have to sort of you know have those difficult conversations sometimes and. Yeah, you've got to really have your team's back. I think that's really important quality and something that you need to sort of want to do, you know, is to be that sort of the face of your team and the one that sort of protects
0: your team, supports your team, helps your team grow. Yeah, stuff like that. I guess one last question for you. What inspires you? What What do you find really helps to refuel and recharge uh, your creativity?
1: Um, I think I, I just like to immerse myself in lots of different experiences. Like I like going to those activations, whether it's like festivals and stuff, and they have like those touring shows that come to town. And I just like to go and experience various uh, cultural things. I think that's really a great way to stay connected to the creative industry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just keeping those opportunities really open, you know. I've seen some amazing stuff. I saw um, that Candlelight concert series
0: at the Sydney Town I've Hall. I've been wanting to go to some of them as well. They look amazing. Yeah, like things like that. I mean, it's not, like it's creative in the sense that, you know, it's a, a spatial
1: and experiential sort of yeah. thing where you experience music in a room in a beautiful venue. Um,
0: I think that that's, yeah, that's
1: a part
0: of Yeah. To me, seeing them, it, it really stands out as being that they are aiming to create an experience and they do it through all those senses. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It's something I've been meaning to go to myself. So I think um, you've just made me think I need to jump online and buy a ticket to one coming up soon. Um, Mills, thank you so much for your time today. I know that you're really busy and I really appreciate that you've given me this this half hour to be able to chat. And I don't doubt that people that have been watching or listening have found some things really insightful and useful here. So thank you so much for your time. It was an absolute pleasure. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, Lawrence. No problem. Um, Thank you, everyone, for watching. Um, I don't know if I'll be back next or if someone else from Creative Cruise might be, but I'm sure we'll see you all next time. In the meantime, take care.